Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Central Power Podcast. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader, and today... We are going to dive into asking, asking for what you want, asking for what you need in a relationship or dating situation and how that gets messed up (laughs) and how to fix it. So let's dive into this. So I've been coaching for quite a long time and There are two main issues that I see come up with clients a lot. This is so prevalent that one of the modules within Unleashed, um, which you can check out in the uh, show notes, is all about handling difficult situations, conversations, vulnerable asks, all of those things. The issues I see are either we have trouble asking for what we want so we do like these little half asks or we dance around an ask or we ask and again it's a bit of a half ask or it's it's not fully clear or even if it is clear there's still an energy behind it that is not fully aligned and then we get pissed the fuck off when our need is not met the exact way that we want it to be met. The ask is not met the exact way that we want it to be met, right? Again, I see this happen all the time, all the time. So I want to get into why this tends to happen. And again, how do we start dealing with it? When we're doing these half asks or dancing around it, what do I mean by that? Well, let's say you want to go on a date with a partner or somebody that you've been dating, right? And I don't care what stage of the relationship you're in. You just want to go on a date, right? And what you know to be true is that on Thursday, you have a pretty open schedule that evening and you know you are like beyond in the mood for sushi sushi is like divine sounding to you right now (laughs) if so i relate right sushi day is the best so that's what you want you want to go out on thursday with your partner with whoever you're dating and you you want to get sushi you want a whole sushi date and night with that now, if I were to say that in a clear way, or if you were to say that in a clear way, I'd, I would say something like, hey, 
I would love to see you this week. I have a pretty clear night on Thursday. And I don't know about you, but sushi sounds fucking amazing to me. Let me know your thoughts and if you're free that night. Very clear ask, right? And and I'm I'm not doing it so demanding that it's like this is what's happening and you get no say in it, right? I'm I'm putting an invitation in there by the way that I've asked. But I'm making it very clear and my energy behind it is very clear that this is what I want and this is what I'm into. So what it's setting me up to do is have whoever I'm dating or my partner respond with either um, Thursday works great for me. Sushi sounds fucking amazing. Let's do this. Or maybe if Thursday's free for them, but they're like, "Mm, Thursday's good for me. I'm not really feeling sushi, but... Um, I could do something else or like you can have a further conversation about it right there. Maybe sushi doesn't sound good, but you could be like, okay, well, um, there's a place that also does hibachi and teriyaki chicken and stuff like that. How would that work? So you can get sushi and I can get this, right? Tons of places like that. If they say, yep, that works for me. Or they have ramen bowls. I don't know. Whatever, right? I'm just throwing things out there. The point is, is you're being very direct. So it's giving the other person to be direct back. And because of that directness, you can then have a conversation. And either everybody's on board with the plan or everybody's not. And that's okay. And then you can have further discussion on how do, how do we meet in the middle? How do we compromise? How do we say, you know what, I'm not super in the mood for sushi, but if you're in the mood for sushi, let's do sushi this week. And then what I would really love is if we could do something else next week, you know, like if, if on Saturday, maybe if, if you do sushi with me, how about I do, we do hiking on Saturday, right? Right. See, there's compromise here. So like there's lots of discussion happening, but that's not what a lot of us do. That's not what I see my clients do. And so we start working on this. What I see my clients do is do something like, hey, hope you're having a good week. I miss you. Or maybe they go as far as to say, hey, I'd love to get together sometime. And and the way that's worded. It's very open-ended, right? Somebody could come back and say, oh, I miss you too. And not, uh, work's been slammed. Work's been super busy, right? Or, oh, I'd love to see you too. Um, I don't know, I'm pretty busy this week. What about next week? I don't know. Or maybe they give a suggestion of something, but it's not really what you want, right? So all that's going on there is your lack of directness, that half-ask, isn't really getting you the response you want. And then this is where I see a lot of times the anger come in, right? Or maybe the situation. Let's just go with that anger portion of it. Let's say there's an issue of something you need. This is what I see a lot, right? We have a very specific need. We say to our partner, words of affirmation are my love language. I need that on a regular basis. 
So we've said that and we think I'm being super clear. Okay. Well, then what happens is, you know, the words of affirmation are going on for a little while, like the good morning, I miss you, I love you look so pretty, I love you. You know, how how it happens a lot of times early in a relationship where it's pretty consistent. There's I would say laying it on thick, which I'm I'm talking more about you know, actually potentially healthy relationships, not those where you're getting loved bomb, right? Because there's a very big difference. When you're getting love bombed, like, then usually it follows with manipulation and stuff like that. I'm talking about that situation where it is a good person, but like, you know, the some of that new relationship energy starts to wear off. And this is where you have to really build deeper intimacy and and really put in the effort, right? It's not about being hard work, but it's just about creating consistent effort to keep building up the intimacy, keep building up that connection. But all you said at the beginning of this dating relationship, this relationship is words of affirmation are my love language. I like to hear that consistently. Well, what fucking words do you really like? How consistent do you need to be in that, right? What is necessary there? Does your partner understand why that's a big deal to you? Or are you just saying it that way and then you're not actually giving any more details behind it to help them understand the importance and exactly what you need? Because for one person, hearing you're beautiful, you look beautiful today, can be amazing for them. And for another person, they're like, well, I mean, it's good, but it's not really, it's not the words of affirmation that I are important to me, right? Like for a long time, I, I literally thought like, oh, just words of affirmation. So like, tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me you love me. And what I realized is as I got more specific with that, I realized what I really needed is like if we were going on a date night or something or um, at the time that I was still performing as an aerialist and pole dancer, like if I put in a lot of effort for my like costuming and makeup for it and everything, anything where I put in that effort, like date, performance, whatever, I wanted to hear I see the effort you put in and you look amazing. You look stunning. I noticed what you did because I was, I was putting in effort and more so like when we were going on dates, like if we were going on a date and I put in effort, like I I put in the time to like do my hair, do my makeup, put together an outfit, you know, something special, something above what I would normally do. Cause I'm also a person that like, I love activity. So if a partner tells me like, hey, you, you want to go on a hiking date? Fuck yes, I do. Let's go, <laughs> right? So there's not, <laughs> my point with that is, is like, not every date that I'm going on, I'm doing those type of things, right? But when that is noticed, when that is honored with words, I feel so loved and so special in that moment. But just telling me I'm beautiful at random, like, it's nice. And, and don't get me wrong, I appreciate it. But it's not going to satisfy my need in the same way that explaining, I like to hear when I have done the, put in the effort to do my hair, my makeup, my outfit for a special date that it is noticed and it is appreciated. And I like a comment on how I look at that moment, right? 
the effort that I've put in. That is very different energy. But when we only just say, oh, well, words of affirmation are my thing and I need to hear that consistently without any context behind it. Because for me, when I hear it in that that very specific context, it means something to me because it tells me that you notice the effort that I put into spending time with you. Even if it's something as simple as the the you know the way that I dressed or again if I've put something together like um, a date night if I've orchestrated something that means something to me when you notice it so that is a very different energy right and I'm setting my partner up for success by explaining why that's important but that's not what we do that's not what most of us do what most of us do is do a unclear ask or, or half of it and then we get pissed off when it's not honored. I've had so many clients come to me where, you know, we've, we've been doing some work together and they say like, I've been asking for this and I'm just not receiving it no matter how much. And then I usually follow it up with, were you clear? Did you express exactly what you needed, right? Because then we, we notice like when, when, they're, when we're getting pissed off, right? When we're not getting the need met that we want met, we start to get passive aggressive. You know, we make little snide comments. We start withdrawing things that we do to show love to our partner. We start denying them that too because it's like, well, if you're not going to give me what I want exactly – then I'm not going to give you what you want, right? We, we play these little games and it's, it's not helping anybody. Not us, not them. No, no one is happy with this. And when we come to this, you know, when a partner or a client comes to me with an issue like this and I ask, like, are you being clear about things, right? I'm also checking in to see, like, okay, What's the situation with this relationship? Intuitively, I can usually tell, you know, especially by the time that conversations like this are coming up, is this really a good partnership or is this a partnership that is that was created out of some bad energy, right? Out of that old energy where we are stagnant and stuck and it's not working out well for us. So I usually will follow that up with like, okay, are you are you feeling really like everything you ask for in this relationship you're being heard? If you feel like you're being clear, right? And if it is a relationship where I'm like, no, this is definitely a good, seems like a good relationship. It just seems like there is some communication issue here. And follow up with like, okay, are you asking from the place of worrying about how your ask is going to be perceived? Or thinking about all of those old relationships, all of that old trauma that you grew up with and and wanting a need to be fulfilled that has never been fulfilled? Or are you asking from a genuine desire? Because that is a very different place. So when I usually ask that question, it's like, uh, oh shit. <laughs> um... Because a lot of times, 
a lot of times with my clients, it's not being from a, coming from a genuine place. It is coming from either the big concern and worry about how a partner is going to pe- receive an ask. So what they thought was clear was not as clear as it could be. Um, or all of those past relationships, all of that childhood issue is in the background of their mind. And it's, it's almost like an inner child is treating the partner like a parent trying to get what they need out of the parent still, or, or all of these past partners, right? Because a lot of times the reason we, we don't ask with clarity and we do these things where we are more concerned about how is our partner going to receive us? Are they going to be a no? Are they going to get pissed and think we're asking too much? We're being too much. We're too demanding, right? Or if we're constantly thinking about like, I've never had this need met and I want this need met, right? It is because most often we grew up in a situation where Anytime we ask for something, it was not received fully. It was not honored. Or maybe maybe we just, we weren't even able to ask, right? We were constantly told that we were selfish, too demanding, needed too much, wanted too much, right? And so we just learned to stop asking in general, So now anytime we have a need, instead of requesting things and whether that's a material thing or non-material thing, right? We do that with this energy of, I am trying to fulfill something that never got fulfilled before. And if you don't do it just right, I'm never going to make up for that. That's never going to be made up for. That is a lot of pressure to put on a person a lot and yet we do it all the time we do it constantly so we have to understand this that like where are you trying to come from this from there's an amazing book that came out a few years ago it's called unbound a woman's guide to power um and it's written by Cassia urban Aik. i'm i'm probably saying their last name wrong so just look up the title. Um, but she talks about doing a three-way ask in there. And this is something that I'd heard prior to her, but she affirms it in this book. And it was just very helpful for me in reaffirming, like, how do we ask for things? She talks about doing a three-way ask, which is where you sit down and you kind of look at how you're asking for something, right? Are you asking because you are thinking about how you know you're going to be perceived are you asking because you're concerned about getting a need met that was never met before in the past and again this is something like she talks about in the book I highly recommend it to anybody but it's something that I have also um seen elsewhere, right? I've, I've learned this in multiple different certifications, talking about like relationship dynamics and relationship healing. And what I want you to do is look at like when you're getting ready to ask for something, write it out, write out what you want to ask for, 
whether again it is a date night whether it is hey i need these words of affirmation write it out from the perspective of being concerned about how your partner whether you have a current partner or you are looking to date again right i don't care how just pick like think about how you would ask it or maybe you want to envision an old partner if you haven't been dating like how would you have asked out of them right now look at that from the perspective of being concerned with how you come to them with this ask what language do you use and then i want you to ask from that perspective of taking into account that moment right that many of us have where our needs weren't met growing up and so instead of us you know focusing on the present either our needs weren't met growing up or they weren't they haven't been met in any adult relationship thus far how do you ask for it taking all of that in what is the way that you come to your partner if that is the way that you're thinking of and and feeling right and then how do you ask if you are just taking into a genuine account like this is something i want from you in this relationship this is important to me and here's why what what is the language you use in all three instances you can totally do this with a partner in unleashed we have it set up to where you can do this as an exercise as a q a and I have entire relationship program, like an entire relationship program to teach you how to actually practice this with your partner so that you can do that. Um, but look at how you're asking. Look at the difference in language in all three instances and see how it varies. Read it over and kind of take a step back as if you were just an observer. What do you notice what does that feel like to you when you read it back? Like, what would it feel like if somebody were to ask you that, you know, in each way? How would you feel? Because this is how we can start to shift and, and take things into account. And granted, you know, we're all, even if we do this and we start practicing this and notice like, oh shit, yeah, I don't like asking in that way. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I don't, I, I, there are definitely ways that I, do, I have not liked to ask. And yet I've still had those moments where I've slipped up. I've seen my partners uh, do that. I've seen my clients do that, right? You know, partners that I, I've dated now where like we have just a really healthy um, dynamic and we've both done a lot of work on ourselves because like that's just how we roll. And I've also seen them struggle with it too. So it's not as if we're all perfect all the time. Nobody is. But how does it look different when you can catch yourself in that moment and be like, you know what, let me take a pause. I noticed the way that I asked this was not really honoring what I wanted. I noticed I wasn't being very like genuine, genuinely showing up in this moment. Let, let me rephrase that with you. That's totally okay to do right? We, we get to do that. But we have to acknowledge first that like we're going to mess up. We have to acknowledge what we're trying to meet. And for those of us that are really still stuck in like that realization of like, 
oh yeah, the reason I get so pissed about certain things and I, I get so anxious about certain issues and wanting that need to be met is because it's never been met before. And then when I look at that further, I recognize it's because I am still not over what I didn't receive from a parent, right? A lot of us that grew up with emotionally immature or unavailable parents, narcissistic parents, right? We didn't get the needs met. So we tend to struggle a lot. We tend to find ourselves in situations where we're just constantly feeling as if we're trying to make up for something that you can't make up for through your partners and it's not fair to. And we have to do the work to dismantle that, which can be very challenging for a lot of us because it means we have to admit like, oh shit, I am not over this stuff and there is still some room for healing that I need to go through. And that's okay, right? It, it's okay because again, a lot of us are there. But taking the time to look at how you're asking first and understanding what the difference is and why there's that difference can really help to change what's going on. It can really help you take that step back and just start using language that's a little bit different, that's a little bit more open and honest and helpful. Because that's what, I mean, again, what we really want is to have our needs met. So when we're not getting those needs met, it makes us like frustrated. And and yet we also have to understand that sometimes how we want to need met or what need we want met we may be doing that from the perspective of trying to get a partner to meet a need as if they were a parent. And that's where we have to then look at like, okay, what's reasonable of my partner and what, what do I need to take a step back on and uh, work through? Because I may, I may be doing things in not such a helpful way, right? I, I may be putting a lot of extra pressure on a partner that I should not be putting on them. And if that's the case, you're not alone. Many of us have been there. So how can you forgive yourself for that? How can you hold compassion for that? Because at the end of the day, being angry at yourself and, and being pissed at yourself for doing something that you didn't really realize you were doing, or even if you did, you didn't really have the tools to help you work through it, it's not going to help. You have to be able to take the time to say, you know what, I understand that I've been doing this. I understand that this is an issue that I've had and I'm choosing to deal with it now. Point blank. Now, if you are still noticing like, okay, I am still freaking out even after I've established like what, what my ask is and doing that in a way that is a lot healthier, a lot more aligned, a lot more genuine. And I'm still nervous to put things in that perspective, right? Because I've never spoken to my partner like that. Again, that's still where we're in that worried about how they're going to perceive us. So how can in that moment, can you hold yourself? How can you be like, all right, let me take a step back here. 
and see what I need to make my to keep myself like regulated and the parts of me that are nervous and like you've never asked for anything like this it's not gonna go well they're gonna be upset how in that moment can you like pause and be like I know this is scary I know this is different I love you and I'm here and and I'm we can do this right it's going to be okay this is all okay how in that moment can you hold yourself? How in that moment can you show yourself some love and compassion and hold those inner parts of you that are still nervous because you've never done things this way, right? When we've we've gotten so used to like dancing around things and hoping partners will get there on their own and then now we're starting to be really direct and honest about what we want, it can be scary as hell, Right? It's it's the same as like when we have always used performing in sex as a way to try to build up connection and love. And then we start challenging like what if I explored not doing that? What if I explored like what, what it would look like to actually enjoy sex for me, enjoy pleasure for me? That can be scary as hell because it's a complete challenge to anything that you've ever known and done in your life. It's it's a complete challenge to anything you've ever been taught. So, yeah. It's probably even if it's a gen- coming from a genuine place and a genuine desire, it still can feel messy and and scary. So, what if you just take some time to explore that and be like, what are my fears? What what am what am I nervous about? How do I need to hold myself? What part of me needs held here? to get through this to to understand that like actually even though this is a new way of doing things this is really going to get us what we want this is really going to be the thing right I have literally in the middle of getting ready to text somebody you know texting a partner or a friend or whatever for a big ass that I have I've had that moment where I've literally like I felt the anxiety brewing in my chest like I've helped felt my heart racing felt like the tightening happening there because that's where I feel a lot of it. And I've literally just placed a hand on my heart, stopped, and like, I'll check in and be like, what do you need to know right now to know that you're safe? Or if, if I don't feel like I need to ask the question and I know, I will just literally start like imagining that inner child part of me and imagining wrapping my arms around that part of me and saying like, it is safe. It's okay. We're going to be okay. We get to do this. This we we are going to be loved through this. This is all okay. Even if they're a no to this, they're still going to love us. We're going to survive and we can figure out how to compromise, okay? Like, I've literally taken that pause to do that and brought myself down. And what I think a lot of us struggle with is understanding, like, in these moments, right, you can do all of the pre-work by, like, figuring these things out, figuring it out. But sometimes in the moment, that's where you make the biggest difference by just taking the pause to look at like, look inward and be like, all right, I know I'm still nervous about this. I'm having a human moment. I'm having a human reaction. How can I hold myself through this? How can I love myself through this a little bit more? Because we need it, right? We need to reinforce the things that we're trying to do Otherwise, it doesn't work out so well. Otherwise, you know, we flop or, or 
we we you know we backslide on it that's what makes it really hard to make changes in how we show up in our relationships in our lives in everything so figure out even in that moment after you've had the 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 eye opener of like okay this is exactly how i want to word this now what do you need to feel safe doing it and and maybe even there's some prep work to be like all right this is what i know i want what if they come back with um i'm not i'm not fully available for that again what if it is the date night right what if they come back and tell you like okay i hear you and you know i hear your need for words of affirmation and that's really hard for me to do uh, because I just get worried that it's going to come across as like I'm not doing it genuinely because I know it's something that you want. Like, how do you handle that conversation to help them understand what you need, and and where is there some some compromise to get there? Right? Where where is there some partnered work to get there? Because partnerships, relationships, like they are learning experiences, and you have an opportunity within that to help each other, right? To help each other grow and to flourish. So yeah, they may have some hangups about an ask you have. If it's, you know, something that feels a little bit more vulnerable to them, they may. But then how do you have that conversation afterward to deal with that and to figure out how do you help each other through it? Because it's an opportunity for growth on all ends. And we don't give each other the ability to do that often because we don't see it from that perspective we're just so worried about the rejection or the potential rejection that we're not taking into consideration like hey if there is some defensiveness or rejection here that's an opportunity to learn something maybe as you learn like hey this this might not be the partner for me and then if not like well then you're not getting what you need out of this relationship and maybe it'd be better for it to end or maybe it's just like Hey, your partner has their own own insecurities and wounding and stuff that they still haven't processed. And this is an opportunity to be there to support each other in that, to, to for growth, right? That's a beautiful thing. And I've definitely had those moments in relationships. And I've watched my clients have that by deconstructing the fears around asking. So be open to that too. And also, if you need to, like, keep reminding yourself, like, this is an opportunity here. You know, so often, especially for those of us that have childhood trauma, where we weren't given the opportunity to ask for things or we were told we were too much so much, like, and it was so consistent, we tend to think of the worst case scenario and what's not going to work out versus where there's the opportunity for growth and, and the challenge for more connection, deeper intimacy, especially on an emotional end, right? And on a mental end, it's all opportunity. But we have to reframe to start looking at things that way. And it takes a lot of practice and time and a lot of self-support to get there because, again, a lot of us just haven't had that opportunity. So that being said, if you're recognizing you you do struggle with the asks and things and if you are also in that place where you're like you know what I do want some more support and help on relationship issues 
and on spicy time issues and, and intimacy, right? And developing better communication. I highly encourage you to check out Unleash. Like I said, it, you will see a link for that in the show notes. And I hope you join. If you have any comments or any of your own stories, anything that you've dealt with related to this, I would love to hear from you. So please leave me a note with that too. Subscribe, leave me a review, send this to anybody that you think could also use this because they may be struggling. I'll send it to a partner who you notice always struggles to ask for things in clear and direct ways. If you're like, mm, I think you could use this, hon. <laughs> Right? Sometimes it's also a really good way to be like, hey, can we can we both listen to this and then have a conversation about it? Because I noticed this is an issue, right? I've, I've definitely had clients do that. Tell me like, hey, yeah, I was listening to a podcast episode and I sent it to my partner and we had a really great discussion about it. Fabulous. I hope that this helps, though. I hope it inspires you to start looking at the way you ask for things and the energy behind it so that you can get what you want from a much more genuine and loving place because that's what we all deserve.